Separatist attack. After the destruction of the Republic outpost on the Rishi moon, General Grievous and Asajj Ventress plan an attack on the planet Kamino, home of the cloning factories. Meanwhile, aboard a Jedi cruiser, Jedi Knights Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi examine an intercepted message from General Grievous. Bucketheads, Mevartigar, welcome to the 104th ARC Trooper approved episode of Mando Vision. Nargai Tom, I am the head buckethead in charge. Thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. Woo! I'm so glad you're here. It's Friday. We're going to get ready to kick off the weekend. And boy, oh boy, did we just watch an outstanding episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. You knew it was coming. I mean, come on. When these were originally released back in 2010, they put it together for a solid power hour, and that's exactly what it was. Can't wait to talk to you about it. Let's get the particulars out of the way first, though. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, via social media, at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, follow, share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible, so inclined, remember five-star reviews. They're so sweet, and they really, really help small shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle, and, uh, you know, punch that, uh, that uh, you know, Separatist Army-led algorithm right in the face. Right in its mush. That's where you want to punch it. All right. Like I said, we're here for a big one. I mean, it's a big one. It's Season 3, Episode 2, Arc Troopers. And I remember... I think it was at Celebration, or maybe maybe it was at Comic-Con. I, I, I don't remember specifically what convention it was announced at. But uh, leading up to Season 3 of the, of the Clone Wars coming back, it was something to do with Summer Sess. It makes me think it was Comic-Con, but I, I could be totally mistaken. They, they talked about how there was going to be ARC Troopers emphasized in, in the new season. And uh, many of us lost our marbles. Because we were so very, very excited by the possibility of, by the potential for more ARC Troopers. More characters like, like Captain Rex. Sh- you know, showing up and doing, doing awesome things. And again, remember too, back in 2010, um, we were still in, in this, this period, of, it was, you know, pre-Disney. So, the canon was still a little bit, um, a little bit different. Clone Wars was sort of changing the game. But, uh, it, that's not the exact right terminology I want, you know, they were, they were... Clone Wars was the new canon, so our troopers that we had seen previously had sort of been shuffled to the side. You know, the the version that we got uh, from from Kennedy Tartakovsky's 
Clone Wars animation series. Uh, what we got from the Star Wars The Dark Horses, Dark Horse comic book series, uh, the Republic series, I think the Arc Trooper debuted in issue 50. Uh, and then, of, of course, the Republic Commando game. Uh, that version of the Arc Trooper had kind of been shunted to the side, but they were sort of re-emphasizing and, 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 and altering the Arc Troopers a little bit in Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, for the animated series and for the new canon moving forward. But as the fan base was, was really excited to see the return of the Arc Troopers. They were a really exciting part of of the, of the of the Clone Wars uh, culture that was developing at the time. And we talked a little bit last week on the episode about about uh, uh, the old canon, and, and particularly the Karen Travis novels, and how uh, they, uh, handpicked by Jango Fett to, lead to, to help recruit, er, not to recruit, but to train the Clone, War, clone Troopers, and, and uh, make sure that they were awesome. In uh, in Kalskara's role in developing Arc Troopers in particular, and if if you remember that that book series, you remember the Null the Null Troopers, the the, the quote unquote failed uh, Arc Troopers, but that were actually more awesome than anyone, or the, the more than the Kaminoans, Kaminoans, excuse me, uh, gave them credit for. So, uh, a, a fun rich history for anybody of the of the appropriate age bracket. But uh, you know, again, the the version that begin in Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the animated series, is still great, but. It sort of like it sort of speaks to like this this sort of uh, interesting spot that we find ourselves in with the fandom uh, of, of where you know how do we value what's now considered legends, and and for me my the value of it's still high because at the time like that was as real as it got for the for Star Wars canon for continuity so I still value those old Arc Trooper books uh, and characters a lot because they, they were they were, they were I think the original versions were even more enhanced too you know like stronger smarter faster. Uh, more intelligent, you know, uh, quick, 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 quick-witted, uh, quick intelligence, you know, developing plans, adapting. They were, they were, they were like the next level of of clone trooper. Um, so I, I have a ton of respect and appreciation for that old canon, Aldor. Obviously, if you listen to the show, you know that this is not the first time I've said that. <laughs> but always a good reminder in case there's a new member of the audience out there checking us out for the first time. And if you're out there for the first time, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We hope you enjoy the show uh, today. And, um, um, you know, maybe you're just checking it out because you're like, oh, season three of The Clone Wars. Um, that, that was one of my favorites. That's when I got into the show. Let's see what this, this Joker has to say about it. Well, the joke's, are on, the joke's on you, buddy, because uh, we're having a darn good time talking about The Clone Wars over here. So hopefully you enjoy it. Anyways, let's get into the episode proper. You know which one we're doing. It's season three, episode two, Arc Troopers. Original air date, September 17th, 2010. And that is, again, the same date as, as the season one episode, Clone Cadets. Uh, because they, they bunched it all together, may give us that power hour. Uh, our fir- the first time we get to meet we, uh, Echo and Fives, and we see Heavy. Again, a lot of the troopers that we connected with in Season 1, back in the Rookies episode, come back and we see their sort of origin story. And this is the episode that takes place after Rookies, after the events on the Rishi Moon. And, and so it's kind of been like two years in the making at this point, right? Because it's Season 3, and Rookies is back in Season 1. So a, a lovely kind of continuation, catching up with, with characters, uh, that we, you know, that we get to know over the course of this series. So it's a lot of fun that way. Let's get to our plot. General Grievous and Asajj Ventress combine forces and attack on Kamino. As Anakin and Obi-Wan rush to aid Topaka City, the clones prepare to defend their home planet. And that is a really, uh, I, I love that, that sort of uh, thought process with the clones and how they, they're taking this attack personally. Uh, that, you know, that's where they are born. That's, Kamino is their home planet and they will defend it with all their might, all their strength, because uh, that's their home to them, and it's it's so funny to think, it's it's one of those things that like I I, I don't think I had quite 
perceived Kamina the same way the clones did, but it makes total sense. And when, when you revisit that episode and you see sort of like the emotional attachment that the clones have to it, like I said, I mean, it, yes, it's a science lab, but it's their home. It's what they grew up with. It's what they know. And, and uh, again, I, I think that's a really strong backbone for this episode, the sort of like the personal stakes for the clones as far as that goes. Plus, I mean, they're, they're also defending, you know, future brothers, unborn brothers, so there, there's a lot at stake here for the clones. And I, I love sort of like the understated emotion that, that D. Bradley Baker puts into a, a lot of the performances in this episode. And again, another, another fine episode of D. Bradley Baker just crushing it, just crushing it to the nines in this one. Uh, our, this episode is directed by Kyle Dunleavy, written again by Cameron Litvak, who did last week's episode, Clone Cadets. Uh, our cast, we already talked about it. D. Bradley Baker, whoo, he's so good in this. He is the Clone Troopers. He is the Aqua Droid. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi and the computer. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker in TV-94. Matthew Wood returns as General Grievous in the Battle Droids. Tisla Valenza, Valenza excuse me, is Shaq T. Back for another episode. Bob Bergen is Lamasu. Tom Kane is our narrator and Admiral Yularen. Nika Futterman is Ventress. And Daniel Logan voicing the Clone Cadets. The first time Daniel Logan's stepping up uh, to be not Boba Fett. <laughs> so he's he's just playing the cadets as 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 he did uh, in in season two's episode, except he's not uh, in disguise this time. It's just he's doing the voice of the of the cadets, and uh, I think he does a darn fine job. All right, so we're gonna get into the episode. We're gonna get into our Jedi fortune cookie. We're gonna get all that, but we're doing it on the other side of the bump, and you know what that means. It's officially time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Camino. They're going to attack our home planet. The Separatists are taking quite the chance, even considering this. With all due respect, General, if someone comes to our home, they better be carrying a big blaster. I concur with Captain Rex, sir. This is personal for us clones. We'll make sure Kamino is secure. Tell your troopers in the 501st, they're going home. Yes, sir! Well, like I told you, this episode is so action-packed, it's basically non-stop. This is like a solid 22 minutes of just kick butt action stuff you're gonna love it if you haven't watched it already it's a very good ride uh if it didn't state it earlier i did want to mention once again uh, uh arc troopers uh advanced recon commandos that is what the arc stands for in arc troopers and uh they're pretty freaking awesome the episode sort of builds uh in a way that i was a little i was i remember watch re-watching this episode reminded me of how i was sort of uh thrown off by the title of the episode initially, because I thought for sure that meant that the title of the episode meant, oh, we're going to have a bunch of ARC troopers in this episode doing ARC troopery things. Uh, but that's that's sort of not what it is. It's sort of, uh, you know, what we get at the end of the episode by by many means. And that works out really, really well, I think, in the long run for the storytelling that they're doing and for what they set up in the previous episode, in the Clones Cadets episodes, where they're referring to ARC troopers, again, as that gold standard to to strive for, to try and achieve. And I really enjoy that part of it. Our Jedi fortune cookie for this episode. Fighting a war tests a soldier's skills. Defending his home tests a soldier's heart. And uh, ooh, hopefully you didn't hear that ambulance behind me. My goodness. Uh, yeah, and so again, we're connecting the, the dots here with Domino Squad. Remember, think back to the Rookies episode in Season 1. We're, you know, we're finally picking up a lot of the threads from that, that episode that, was, that feels like such a long time ago. Um, and I guess by and large... It is. <laughs> I mean, by the time season three rolled around, I think I had sort of even forgotten about the Rookies episode, except for on, like, on my DVD rewatch that was going on back in the day. 
Um, so we're reconnecting with Domino Squad, who we, we reacquainted with in last week's episode. But a lot's changed because and one of the things we didn't talk about necessarily, um, we didn't talk about it at all last, on, on, on the Clone Cadets episode, is how the, that one of the one of the levels, one of the layers of that episode is, is sort of like the, the way the heavy steps up to take command of the team and uh, embrace his identity, he, where how he sort of becomes heavy at the nine at the urging of uh, of ninety nine, uh, and and again we talked about that that sort of once you find your identity, uh, how important that is to to rally others around you because when you have the confidence in yourself, it inspires confidence in others, and that's what Heavy's role is. And yeah, Heavy Heavy doesn't make it out of the rookies episode, so you're sort of getting his origin. And the overall origin for squad uh, for for Domino Squad, this episode we when we we catch back up with Echo and Fives, uh, you know we acknowledge that sacrifice that Heavy made back in season one. Uh, they're wearing a, a decal on their shoulder pauldrons, a, a Z six rotary cannon, tribute to Heavy. Uh, I just think, again, it's just just a, one of those small subtle touches that they do on Star Wars: The Clone Wars that they they kind of like ooh that's a that's a good little touch right there. Uh, not as only is it a great callback, but it's a great way for these clones to show that brotherhood and the strength of that brotherhood. Uh, so, so one of those little moments that I really, really enjoyed. Uh, we talked about how the clones are taking this attack on Kamino personally. It's their home, and they're going to step up and defend it with everything they've got. This episode's also Grievous and Ventress teaming up, uh, you know, for the first time, and and uh, that's an exciting pairing as well. You know, Grievous, he's, he's sort of one of these villains I, I facilitate on. Uh, I, I can I can go from you know, kind of digging his vibe a little bit to, uh, like, sometimes I'm just so sick of him. <laughs> uh, and mostly because of, of the, the sort of cowardly way he, he makes his escapes every time, you know, like all these like, near misses for the Jedi or the, for the clone troopers in, in eliminating General Grievous as a threat. And he just sort of slinks away back into the shadows from which he came. Uh, so that, that kind of grates on me. But again, you get a little bit of that, too. I think that's the one thing I've learned to embrace more on this rewatch is General Grievous and, and sort of his actions and sort of his um, mentality when it comes to what I guess he would consider to be a strategic retreat instead of running away with his uh, tail tucked between his leg. <laughs> legs. Legs, uh, excuse me. And then Ventress, too. Ventress is, is sort of the same thing, though I love Ventress as a character by leaps and bounds, but she always just manages to get away at the last moment. And then we get two of those escapes in this episode because they are in this episode together. They escape. It's basically together. <laughs> so spoilers on that one. Uh, we also get Obi-Wan and Anakin meeting up with Shaq T when they, when they, when the clone forces arrive. It's, I, I was a little surprised. Um, well, that's not, that's not right the, quite the right word. I, I thought it was interesting that they only brought one cruiser to defend Topaka city. Uh, and they sort of trusted the rest of the mission to the blockade. I thought that was an interesting uh, and maybe a bit naive of the Jedi to to be like, ah, we just need to re- re- we'll put bring one squadron down here to reinforce uh, Topaka City. But like, they're not going to get past the blockade. I mean, Shakti even makes some a reference to that, or I actually I believe, I believe it's Lamasu who makes reference to like, surely the you know separatist forces cannot break the Republic blockade. Oh uh, yeah, well it's you know they had a plan, they had a whole plan. And it hinges on something that I've always been kind of curious about, planetary sensor systems. Like, how does Ventress get onto the planet? I mean, again, it's a planet of storms, uh, so maybe sneaking onto the planet isn't as hard as I think it is. But there's a blockade. I guess you can run the blockade, right? If you're just in, like, one small, tiny craft. You know, we've seen that the cloaking devices are real in Star Wars. Maybe maybe the Separatists have some kind of variation of it. Maybe she can sneak on the planet. Somehow she gets beneath the, the, the the ocean surface on Kamino. 
and uh, that's sort of like the underlying part of their plan. As as Grievous's forces distract from the blockade, uh, and and debris, quote unquote, from the orbital attack is falling. It's actually components that the the Confederacy is using to to build their their uh, siege droids, basically. And again, I I just sort of wonder, you know, maybe the seas and the, and the sort of storms that inhabit Camino make it very difficult. For that kind of sensor activity or to monitor what's going on beneath the surface of the waves um but yeah she makes her way under underwater undetected undetected and then uh you know again it works for the story i'm not too concerned about it. i don't I, I do not consider it a plot hole by any means it's just one of those elements that I'm, I'm curious of i would have liked to have seen how she made her approach and how she got onto the surface of camino just something to, for me to chew on in my brain I did want to talk about real quickly. I know we're already, I'm already into the, the siege, but I did want to mention when Fives and Echo uh, encounter 99, and they have to break the news about Heavy to him, and 99 shows them that Heavy gave him his 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 medal, and uh, you know Fives and, and Echo were both very surprised by that gesture that Heavy had done for 99, coming out of their out of their, their uh, out of their training, and again it, there's. The underscoring of the the clone brotherhood is is really strong in this episode. You know, we got some good moments of that in the clone cadets one, with with Domino Squad and Heavy uh, embracing ninety nine and accepting him as a brother, despite despite the fact that he's labeled a defect and is sort of uh, made fun of by some by other clones who are less cool about that sort of thing. Uh, so bringing ninety nine back into the story too is, is another emotional element to the to it. Uh, and it shows the hero heroism of of ninety nine. You know, despite the fact that he's labeled this this defect and and uh, you know not up to snuff with the rest of his brothers, he still considers himself one of them. He still considers himself. He's going to help them do everything they can to defend Kamino when he when he learns that that's why they have returned. That that Kamino is in danger, and and ninety nine is going to do the best he can to support his brothers in in a support role. You know, we we see him later on running. Uh, re, uh, you know, reloaded rifles to the troops. He's getting supplies. He's doing all. He's doing all the stuff he can. He's trying to be the best brother he can to his brothers who are doing the fighting. Uh, it's just, it's just one of those moments. It's just one of those things that's so lovely, just to see that again. This this theme of brotherhood that runs through the, a lot of these clone clone heavy episodes. Uh, it, it's one of my favorite elements, and uh, I just find it so gosh darn charming and endearing. And I hope you do too. I'm gonna press the attack, Master. No, Anakin, wait. It's too easy. Not even Grievous would attack so recklessly. Master, the battle's up here in space, not down there. The debris from the destroyed Separatist ships is the key. What are you thinking? I think I'd like to go for a swim. So Obi-Wan senses the deception in Grievous' battle plan. He believes that something's going on. The way the debris is falling, he's... Obi-Wan's clued in. He knows what's up. So he's gonna go underwater uh, and we get to see aqua droids they're assembling the assault craft and um, Obi-Wan gets a little bit too close for comfort they notice him and they go to attack and they're gonna go crush his ship like a little peanut and and uh, he's trying to get back to the surface he ejects from the pod they're in pursuit he may not make it and then it looks like he uses the force it looks like he calls out to to one of the local inhabitants of the Camino uh, ocean life community, a, a, a local Iowa, I believe I said that correctly, and he catches a ride to the surface, uh, much like we saw when we first got to Camino back in Escape, uh, Escape, in Attack of the Clones, 
uh, when we first got there, we saw a local Kaminoan coming out of the sea on top of the body of one of these uh, Iwa creatures. Uh, Again, it's just sort of a fun little callback. Uh, So the assault assault uh, droids, excuse me, rise from the surface of the ocean to attack Topaka City. Uh, and they're kind of like they, they kind of remind me of squids in in a sense, you know, with like it's like four tentacles to climb up, and they sort of have like that arrowhead kind of shaped squid like body, uh, and then they plunge their mandible <laughs> mandible faces basically <laughs> into the into into the into the the outer hulls of of Topaka City, and they deploy droid armies, and that's when we get a lot of the great battle stuff, uh, the clones holding off. Fighting, fighting up against all the all the different um, all the different aqua droids that are there. We see aqua droids deployed a lot. We see the regular standard battle droids in this episode quite a bit, and it's really really good. I, <laughs> I can't talk to you enough about the strength of the of the action in the episode. Is it's a really action driven episode. It's really strong, but again, the emotional current is there. The emotional undercurrent, I should say is there and it, it really does help drive the episode because you know action's fun and everything like that but without that emotional core in the story uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna uh, uh, relate or you're not gonna sympathize with these characters as you're watching clone after clone get murdered by by droids uh, and, and even the shot of, of the the clone cylinders of, of when they're just little babies and they're in those little tiny cylinders and you remember in the film you, you see the the spirals of it there's racks and racks and racks of them of, of these these uh, of basically fetuses almost, uh, that are being uh, gestated in, in the cylinders. There's a shot in this episode of them just coming crashing down uh, due, to, due to the attack, due to the overwhelming, uh, all, the onslaught being being brought out by the droid army. Uh, and even that's sad because you're like, those are just little babies. They're just little babies. What did they ever do to you? I mean, granted, yeah, they're going to grow up, and, grow up and be a clone army, but I mean, that opens a whole other ethical can of worms that we shouldn't even get into. Like, let's let's keep it... Let's keep it simple. <laughs> but yeah, the, again, the action is so good in this one. It's it's top-notch stuff. I'm having a blast. You get to see, again, this is when you see uh, 99 resupplying the clones. Grievous arrives on the scene. Ventress arrives on the scene. And uh, everything just escalates. And uh, Echo and Fives get called up to do some special assignments from, from Rex. They're going to do some sniping. They're going to go up into a vulnerable position. They're going to try and pick off as many droids as they can. Again, the action is fast and furious in this episode. I want to talk about Ventress's arrival just a little bit because it's so good. <laughs> it's it's really great. We're focused on on an R trooper battling off uh, off some clones, and then uh, it looks like he's getting ready to radio in. Uh, when all of a sudden he can't he can't talk, he can't breathe, and, he, and he's he's struggling. And we know that force choke, and we we pan back, we pan around, and we see Ventress arrive on the scene, and then she runs him through uh, with her lightsaber and. Uh, uh, with his helmet helmet removed, and she then brings him in for like this like dying man's kiss on the lips, uh, and it's so creepy and awesome all at the same time. It says so much about the Ventress character in in one you know frame or two of of of, of the show that you you understand that character's sort of twistedness and her darkness. Um, and again, I don't want to go too far off base, but. You know, we did the, the, the Ventress special where we talked about uh, particularly her role in the Dark Disciple novel that was going to be based on uh, episodes for the for Clone Wars from the unfinished season. Uh, so so seeing how that character has changed and progressed is always so interesting. But to go back into these early episodes, and again, chronologically, this one takes place, uh, you know, right around season one, if you, if you were trying to put this in a linear position. Um, 
but to see the, the, the sort of twistedness, the darkness this character has, uh, it's so surprising sometimes because you, you see the, by the end, you sort of see the light in the character, but this time around, no, no light at all whatsoever going on with Adventurous. And, uh, I, I delighted with every second of it. So once again, Obi-Wan is a bit ahead of the curve. Uh, and he suspects there's more to this this plan than simply destroying the city. That there actually seems to be a distraction at play. And uh, again, you know, Obi-Wan sussed out the underwater part of the attack. But he hasn't sussed out that, that Ventress is there just yet. Uh, and this is when we find out that Ventress is there. She's kind of running like a covert stealth operation uh, to liberate some clone DNA so that they could potentially unlock the secrets of it and, and do some stuff. It's kind of vague what they want to do with the clone DNA, but I think we're going to get to that down the road. And, and so we won't, we won't talk too much about that just yet, but the, a lot of possibilities lie in that clone DNA. And so Ventures getting their hands on it for the, for the droid army is bad, is bad stuff. So they got to prevent that from happening. And this is when our, our team squares up. Anakin comes back to Tupaca City. He's going to square off against Ventress. And we're going to get Obi-Wan versus Grievous, the classic confrontation. Uh, Grievous and Obi-Wan always engaged in, in the in the fisticuffs with one another. Uh, but these are really great lightsaber fights. They're a lot of fun. The banter with, with both of them is always... With, with Grievous, is always like you kind of know where it's going with Grievous. It's sort of one note. But James Arnold Taylor is so good at being Obi-Wan that you like his delivery of his lines more than, uh, the, than any sort of reply that Grievous could offer up. Um, but the back and forth between Ventress and Anakin, or or when it's Obi Wan, is always delightful too, because uh, Ventress is just such a, a twisted character at this point in in her time. So you really like it when the, when they pair off. I'm gonna go ahead and play a little clip from it right now. I was beginning to think my presence went unnoticed. You weren't planning on leaving without saying hello, were you? All right, we're also going to go back a minute because I jumped a little bit ahead of myself. But uh, at one point, we catch up with, with Fives and Echo, and they're up in their sniper position. Uh, and 99 has come through uh, to help resupply them a little bit. But he's also come from a spot where a lot of clones have just been, been killed by, by the droid army. Uh, and he's trying to resupply them. They're trying to formulate a plan. What are they going to do next? And that's when a group of cadets comes, uh, comes through, the, through the smoke. And they decide they're going to get them back to the barracks. And once we're back in the barracks, we get a really piece of a really interesting uh, cross section of dialogue from the clones that I'm, I'm going to play for you right now, uh, because they are also joined by Cody and Rex, and Cody and Rex have a lot of uh, good things to say as well. And this is one of those those kind of moments, like a like galvanizing moment in a battle that is uh, so awesome that I have to include in this episode. So let's check it out right now. What are we going to do? We fight. But our training's not finished. Look around. We're one and the same. Same heart, same blood. Your training is in your blood. And my blood's boiling for a fight. This is our home. This is our war. The scene after this is also very interesting, too, because we see uh, the attack uh, sort of at the, the headquarters, the, the bridge area, the command deck, if you will, or where Shakti and Lama Su are holed out, uh, trying to defend off the droid army forces, too. Uh, and we get to see Shakti get into some lightsaber combat and the uh, very elegant way in which she uses her lightsaber to dispatch the droids. Uh, Shakti fights with uh, a grace and a, a certain um, confidence, I think, is, is the other word I want to use to describe her fighting style. It's very elegant, graceful. Uh, it is much like a dancer's in a way. So there's sort of a, I don't know, it, it, it's 
this is pretty it's just pretty to look at is <laughs> the best way i can describe it she uh fights without emotion in in, in a sense because she's very, very finely tuned to the force so like it's not like watching one of these characters who who uh lets their emotions kind of get the better of them in a lightsaber battle uh shakti is not that but it's a it's a nice little moment for her in the episode because oh i'd like to see more shakti doing 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 shakti things in more star wars Ep- clone wars episodes but uh, uh maybe you know i don't recall off the top of my head if we get too much more shakti but hey we still got five seasons to go what four five seasons ago? Uh, we, we got a lot we got a lot of clone wars to watch so don't worry about that we're gonna get there pretty darn quickly but uh, yeah getting back into the episode uh you know we have our laser battles our group our teams are paired off against each other we get a moment of grievous saying all too easy and <laughs> and that's when kenobi arrives and it's time for some good fighting uh rex and his team they avoid droids 99 gets more grenades uh and unfortunately gets shot and killed in the effort to resupply his brothers uh in, in their assault on the, on the on the droids and defending of uh, the city and uh it's sad I, I don't know what else to say other than it's sad. You see the sacrifice. Uh, and this this clone who has tried so very, very hard to be nothing but the best brother he can to his brothers who uh, are the more, you know, not to sound insensitive, but like, we'll just say they're, they're the gifted and talented and he's sort of like the runt, right? Um, but in a way, in many ways, like we saw in the Clone Cadets episode, he's the best of them all because he's probably the most pure of heart. Uh, and to see him uh, shot down, and shot in the back, no less, uh, it's it's uh, sad and disheartening, and it speaks to the uh, the darkness of the war and then the the how war ca- kills innocence and in and innocence and innocence at, at the same time. So it, it's um, maybe a little heavy handed, but not. I don't think it's too. I don't think it's super heavy handed. I, I think it's done pretty well, uh, and it it again it underscores that theme of the brotherhood. Uh, amongst the clones uh, because you see their emotional state watching him you know and again many of them probably look down we saw it in, in the last episode you know domino squad like a lot of the other squads looked down at 99 because he wasn't physically their 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 match uh, he was the reject he was the one who cleaned up after them at the battle sims uh, and to see how they've all changed and how they've all grown and how they have all embraced him as a brother um, and then he's taken away from them uh, because of the battle uh, no, it, it's it's very emotional. It's very. What are you? Are are you a droid? Do you were you not moved? Come on, don't be like that. <laughs> uh, the the rest of the episode sort of focuses more on on Grievous versus Kenobi, and Asajj versus Anakin. Uh, what I wanted to say about Kenobi versus Grievous is uh, once the battle shifts to the outside, Obi Wan should never get into a lightsaber battle outside on Tapaka City because he loves to fall off of things in Tapaka City. He's just really, really good at it at this point. I mean, the guy has almost plunged to his death in, into the sea a couple of different times. Uh, and this time, another Iwa is able to, to save him <laughs> from certain doom. But it, this is how uh, Grievous is, is going to be able to make his escape, because he thinks he's killed Obi-Wan by knocking him off that ledge. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, Obi-Wan just loves to fall off of things. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> then you get Obi-Wan, excuse me, then you get Anakin versus Ventress, who is able to recover the DNA cylinder from her. Uh, it goes. There's a little hot potato action with the cylinder, and, and you think Ventress is going to get it back, and then a, a clone steps up to grab the DNA cylinder with their DNA in it, and it's this another really remarkably well done scene in the episode. Uh, these clones helmeted at all, so you can't see their faces. You can't, but you read their body language, and their sort of offense at what Ventress has tried to do by taking their DNA, by taking essentially them. 
to, to, to use as leverage or to barter or to exploit in some way. Their body language is so powerful uh, in, in the way they square off against her as they're getting ready to, you know, what they think is going to be is going to be force her to surrender and, and take her into custody. Or at the very least, they're going to try and kill her right then and there if she tries anything funny. Uh, and of course, she does try something funny because she's able to use a force push and make her break for it and get picked up by the by General Grievous in his little floaty ball thing and uh, his little floaty ball ship. <laughs> and uh, that's how these two get away. But it's a great moment. I, like I said, the body language in the clones is so strong in this one, and it's so uh, interesting that, I, I again, the emotional resonance on it is awesome. And we're going to play one last clip to close out the episode because this is where the title of the episode comes from, so let's check it out. You both really stepped up in the heat of battle. We did what we had to do, sir. What any clone would have done. Both of you showed valor out there. Real courage. Remind me of me, actually. Echo? Fives? You're both officially being made Ark Troopers. I don't think the Separatists will be coming back here anytime soon. But if they do, Kamino will be lucky to have clones like you defending it. Good job, men. There you have it. Season 3, Episode 2, Ark Troopers. Ooh, it's so good. This is nine buckets so easily. It's an easy nine buckets. It could be a nine and a half buckets if I wanted to get crazy. I love this episode. It's got all the action you can handle. A nice emotional undercurrent. The only thing I think I would ask for more from it for is is I'd like I'd love to know uh, instead of like sort of like this vague reference to like all the thing all the secrets we can unlock with the, this, this clone DNA. I'd like I'd like to know a little bit more. Like what else do you have in mind? Like what are, what are you kind of thinking? We're gonna do is like some kind of a. Uh, genetic uh, markers and, and genetic sequencing bombs and things like that to target clone DNA. Wait, I've read that in a book somewhere. Mm -mm. <laughs> That's a deep cut reference for anyone. Uh, maybe you know it, maybe you don't. It's okay, don't worry. Uh, yeah, I love this episode. It's thrilling, it's exciting. It's got all the stuff you want. Uh, it, you know, again, it's it's light on, on Jedi lore and all that stuff, but season three of this, epi of this series, we get into some deep Jedi lore down the road. So enjoy the, the war itself. For, for, for now. Uh, enjoy the stuff with the clones. Um, yeah, because we got to... If, if memory serves, season three has an incredible back half um, that just like ramps up and ramps up and ramps up. And that's not to say that, that the first half is soft, um, but I, my, my, my memory of it is there's a couple episodes here uh, in, in the first dozen or so that are um, ups and... There's highs and lows. We'll put it that way. But again, we're that's the point of rewatching this series, you know? We can now contextualize these episodes a lot better than we did on our initial watch uh, because we know the end game. We know the end point. We know where it goes. We know where these characters end up. I mean, again, Anakin and Obi-Wan, you knew. But the clones, we know their, we know more of their fates now. We know more of, you know, we know more of, Noah, we know more of Ahsoka's. You know, again, these things, it's, it's, easy, it's, it's fun to look back and, and have more information so you can offer up a better, insightful commentary. And, and that's what we're doing here. And I hope you are enjoying the ride because I'm having a blast. So yeah, now I'm now I'm going nine buckets, nine big old buckets. This one's awesome, so good. All right, time for for the, for the important notices section of the show. Uh, I don't like having to give notices because it means that something's going on and that it might interfere with uh, our schedule and potential 
uh, production delays, if you want to call them that. I don't know if that we're if we're that highfalutin of a show that we can have quote unquote production delays, but <laughs> there is some real life stuff happening. Um, as we record this, it 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 appears eminent that uh, that the Manavision headquarters will be relocating um, here in the next through two to three weeks. Um, I don't know how much I want to say about it. We're saying we're, we will still be in San Diego. That that part of the uh, is of us of of life is not changing, uh, but we are we are moving. We are we are changing locations, and uh, you know how you know how moving goes. It's never smooth. It's never easy. Uh, it always takes way longer than you think it will, and you end up in way more fights than you think you will. So, <laughs> so. I'm, I'm just trying to give you a warning here. If And again, make sure you're following us on social media at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram, uh, because I do try to post uh, updates on Twitter uh, as far as the show's schedule goes. Like if, if we're going to miss a day or something like that, uh, I try to post that on Twitter ahead of time so that all you wonderful people who take the time to download and listen will be able to, to plan accordingly or, or and, and uh, you know, hopefully uh, not be too upset that we might have to miss a day or two. The plan is to keep the show on schedule. I'm trying. I'm going to try and work ahead and get as much stuff done as I can ahead of time before uh, before things get a little little hectic with the move. But again, uh, some of this stuff will be a little bit out of my control. So we're just going to do the best we can. But please stay tuned on social media man, at Mando underscore Vision Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we thank you so much for for your understanding and your support. Uh, we truly truly appreciate that. Otherwise, you know. Hey, we're gonna keep rolling through with the Clone Wars, uh, and pfft, anything else drops, we're gonna be excited to talk about too. I thought about going over the the Kenobi casting, you know, they kind of officially announced the entire cast, but we all kind of knew who it was already, anyways. They haven't, and they haven't said who's playing who, really. I mean, some we can infer because they're they're resuming roles, but you know, it just I don't know. It's more fun to kind of see how this stuff goes. When we get to, I, again, you guys know me. I'm not a big spoiler person. I don't like to do the spoiler websites. I don't like to get in too much into the rumor mill. So I, I kind of want to be surprised by who's who and what's what. So let's let's wait. Let's see what happens on the show. We know who the cast is, so we're going to be excited to see them and and the roles that they take on. And that's going to be good stuff. So by all means, we will continue to get hyped for Obi Wan, uh, which I assume will be out sometime early next year. But let's you know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed on that. Again, another reminder, we are on social media. Please make sure you're following us. It's, we always appreciate the likes and the follows uh, at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, please email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, and following the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. Uh, if you do those five-star things, like on Apple Podcasts, we truly appreciate those because they are a big help for small independent shows like us. They help us stand out, not get too uh, far down the the podcasting list i totally blanked on what word i wanted to use there oh, oh, oh well it, it, it has lost me the moment is gone we must move on we must move on and yeah again my name is tom this is the men division podcast i thank you all so so much for being here old listeners new listeners welcome 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 and uh please stay tuned we have a lot of stuff coming up obviously the clone wars is our focus for right now but the book of boba fett we got the trailer this week i'm still reveling in the glory of that my goodness Give me more, but don't give me more. Like, as much as I want more, I want to wait. I want to, you know, that's been something that you've done a really nice job with on The Mandalorian is is holding things back so that when we watch the episodes, 
where our jaws get on, they just fall right off of our, our faces onto the floor. I love that part about the Mandalorian, and I want them to continue that with Book of Boba Fett and with Obi-Wan and with Andor and all the other Disney Plus shows. Leave those surprises in there. Let me, let, let's, let's all find these things out together. Let, let, let's, let's avoid the rumor mill, you know? How bummed would you have been if you had known that the Dark Troopers were coming in, in Season 2 of The Mandalorian? I mean, come on. That was a great reveal. Whew. You know, I kind of wish we had been able to avoid the Ahsoka news, but again, it is what it is. You know, some stuff is just, it's just going to get out there. And I think, by and large, Disney's gonna done a good job of sort of controlling what has and hasn't made its way out into the world. So, you know, you can only do so much in that regard. It's getting harder and harder to keep secrets on sets. And, you know, an NDA goes a long way, but, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, things happen. Anyways, my name is Tom. This is the Mandavision Podcast, and you are all the best. Have a great weekend. I will talk to everyone on Monday. At least that's the plan. Fingers crossed. And <laughs> we'll be back soon for episode four. No, episode three of Star Wars The Clone Wars. <laughs> See you guys later. All have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. And remember, this podcast only ends one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.